Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 323. And hello, my name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening to the blogcast. Uh, we're a little bit behind, and when I say we, I mean me, because there's no one else. But, uh, you know, time is funny, but this is the last absolutely the last jury service post until the next time I have to serve on a jury. But for now, I know there were a lot of them, and this is the last one. So uh, I'm very happy to uh, finish up that series, given that the jury service was actually this summer. I believe it was June, July, something like that. I don't remember, but now it's October. So these, these things take a little while to cycle through. But here we are, finally, and it is called Thinking About Respectability in Law and Theater. Mostly, I don't worry about respectability. I'm aware that I work in fields that lack a certain respectability, and that by operating at the margins, I do not rank high on a lot of people's respectability scales. I notice it particularly in the comments on anything that proposes providing support for artists, for housing, basic income, anything. Why should we help these people who don't even do a regular job for a living? I have made a kind of peace with my lack of respectability and can sometimes even revel in it. Recently, though, I found myself thinking about it. After wrapping up jury service on a civil trial, spending hours watching lawyers. Lawyers, despite all the jokes to the contrary, experience a high level of respectability. Often, immigrants want their children to grow up to be lawyers and doctors so that they know the children have achieved something like respectability. No one shakes their head regretfully when they hear someone is going to law school. It's a sign that they are entering a respectable social class, a genteel profession. There may be a lot of jokes about how terrible lawyers are, but no one will be disappointed if their kid becomes one. After sitting through a week and a half of a personal injury lawyer trying to gaslight us into punishing a doctor for something he didn't do, I really don't think law is such a respectable profession anymore. I may not make a lot of money, but I don't try to convince people of lies. I may do things that a lot of people don't understand, but I don't waste people's time and attention on spurious situations. I don't take advantage of vulnerable people and expose their innermost life details to groups of people for no good reason. I do not find the guy who does this kind of work respectable. The other lawyer, the guy defending against this case, didn't strike me as all that much more respectable, honestly, even though he at least had truth and science on his side. But this man spends all his time pushing back on the specious claims. He's participating in it too. If this lawsuit had not been brought, he would not have had a case. None of it struck me as particularly respectable. And yet, it made me feel my own lack of respectability keenly, in a way. 
I do not usually pay much mind to such things. But I thought of all the actors I know, tired of being asked, oh, where do you wait tables when they tell someone they're an actor? So they just decide to go to law school just to get some respect for a change. I read a quote from Uta Hagen recently where she explained why she called her book Respect for Acting. Her sense was that there wasn't enough respect for the work and she hoped to foster some. I'll put the whole quote below. It's bracing and inspiring. There's even less respect now than there was when she wrote the book, and I suppose I'm thinking about it because it is not easy to live in a culture that does not respect what you do. Being exposed at length to the work of a job that is respected and find it, instead of respectable, somewhat reprehensible, is a kind of unpleasant turnaround. I know this particular kind of law isn't the only one, and there are many, many lawyers whose work I admire and am grateful for. I think of the heroes who showed up at JFK Airport the day Trump implemented the Muslim ban, for example. But as a whole? I don't know. Maybe we could treat artists with a little more respect and the vast field of law with a little less. It's not all respectable. And here's the quote from Uta Hagen. I called the book Respect for Acting for a very clear reason. I did not call the book Delight in Acting or Love of Acting or The Fun of Acting. I called that book what I called that book because of the shocking lack of respect that was creeping into both the teaching and the practicing of acting. Now, forget it. We have allowed so much to recede or languish that I don't know what I could call a book today. Demand for acting might work. There was a time when people became bored and they took up bridge or golf. Ladies had an affair or had their hair rinsed and joined a book club. Now, they want to act. And there are fools with no standards who allow them into classes and theater groups and tell them to live their dream. I don't care about dreams. I care about work and responsibility and truth and commitment. You can see how old-fashioned I am. When you are bored or depressed, you might be advised to visit a museum to look at the art. You are not, typically, advised to pick up a brush and become a painter. It is understood that this is a rare gift and foolish to presume it might be yours. If your soul is crushed, it might be suggested that you listen to classical music or submit to opera. It is not suggested that you audition for the Metropolitan Opera or even your local provincial opera company. You haven't had the training. But acting, all you need, it seems, is the dream. And there are doors, doors that once meant something and once housed some standards behind them that fly open and embrace you, and it enrages me. If there is some small society that calls itself amateur or community or whatever, and they want to get up and do plays, that is fine. I'll contribute money and I'll support you in the joys of understanding plays, but 
Do not call yourself an actor. Do not think that your dream is similar in weight or meaning to the years of training and commitment that I and all the many actors whose work I love and respect and envy have invested in this art. Respect what is an art. It is not a pastime, and it is not something to get you through a bad time, and it is not something that should be taught to everyone with a dream. The term seriousness of purpose comes to mind. Apparently only mine. Uta Hagen, 1996. Uta Hagen, right? I mean, what I find sort of sad about it is like this, the part where she's like, now no one ever tells people they should paint. And they totally do now. They totally do. I mean, it's many years after she said that in the first place. I'm I'm pretty sure no one tells people they should audition for the the Met Opera still. But painting has gone the same way as acting and many 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 other arts. And you know, I feel like her point of view is much more extreme than mine would be, but I I appreciate the rigor and the holding of the line of rigor, you know? The, the, the demand for respect, I, I really respect. And it's, it's, it's refreshing to be in touch with that kind of point of view. It feels like it's the ant, ant, antidote for the experience of sitting in a courtroom for too long, watching shady lawyers. <laughs> Uta Hagen is the remedy for heart-sore actors, I guess. Anyway, so what song are we going to have here? Well, this was one of the first songs that I pulled out when I was starting to look at songs about law and lawyers and such. And it took me a little while to figure out how to attack it. It is a song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, a television show, like a musical television show, which I enjoyed very much. I really did. If you have not seen it, it's not what you think it is from the title, especially. It's uh, a lot more savvy than than you imagine it's going to be based on what it's called. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the name of the song. If you are familiar with the show, you've probably already guessed what the song is. Um, but if you are not, I don't want to spoil one of the jokes of the song by telling you what the song is called, but just know that it has to do with law and lawyers and respectability of lawyers. So it is, in fact, perfect for this particular post. Um, I'm going to play that for you in just a moment. Meanwhile, thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please tell someone about it. Like, review, subscribe. Share it on the social medias. Tell it to your bridge club. I don't know. Do people still play bridge? And do they have clubs? I don't know. But tell tell someone. And if you'd like to support it with your dollars, that would be amazing. Um, they don't even have to be dollars. There's, there's currency conversion. Uh, that would be patreon.com slash emilyrdavis or PayPal or Ko-fi. All those links are in the show notes. Also, my audio drama, The Dragoning, is up for some Audioverse awards, so you can vote for, for it. 
there. The voting on that is a little bit intense. I'm going to try and give folks a sense of what I'm interested in, things that I like, so that you have you know somewhere to start if, if you make your way through that ballot. Um, I, ha- I, ha- I don't know exactly where we fall in the list of things. I haven't been able to get past the first screen just yet, uh, but I will let you guys know when I know. Um, all the things that that you can vote for. I'm pretty sure you can vote for sound. You can vote for me as the writer or director. You can vote for the actors. You can vote for the the music. I'm pretty sure. But I have, again, not seen the whole ballot. I've only seen the first page. So I will tell you more. But the link to that is in the show notes. Um, if you run across shows that you really love um, in that list of showcases, please let me know that that will be helpful and, uh, and just good to know and to know what's out there. And, um, yeah, so that the link to that again in the show notes. And now I give to you a song from crazy ex-girlfriend sung by me on the guitar. smart kid didn't know what I wanted to do so I took the LSAT and then just like that got accepted at Glendale U everyone said it was a real safe bet a prestigious and lucrative vocation so I set out on a journey to become an attorney without a moment's hesitation but here's some free advice I'm given when it comes to deciding what to do for a living don't be a lawyer don't do it quickest way to ruin your life don't be a lawyer not worth it it'll leave you dead inside the job is inherently crappy that's why you've never met a lawyer who's happy it's a guaranteed soul destroyer don't be a lawyer Law school dead, daily regret, is that what you dreamed of as a kid? Or did you hope one day that you'd find a way to spend four years working on a pharmaceutical company's merger with another pharmaceutical company? Your only expertise is running up fees, speaking legalese like a dick. But it's not too late to avoid this fate, find any other job to pick. Sure, your parents might think you're a failure, but no one's ever said, first let's kill all the tailors, don't be a lawyer. I'm serious, it really, really sucks, don't be a lawyer. No one you work with looks like Allie McBeal. There are so many other professions that don't turn you into Jeff Sessions. Just say no to the lawyer employer. Don't be a lawyer. But what about human rights law? No money, no, no money. Environmental law? No money, even less money. Immigration law? No money, plus it's a bummer. Okay, but what if one day you make it to the Supreme Court? It'd be great to be on the Supreme Court, but you'll never be on the Supreme Court. There's truly no chance of that happening. The preceding song in no way reflects the views of CBS 
Listen to the CW Network.